Welcome to Sleep Cues, the everything baby sleep podcast. I'm Erin, pediatric sleep consultant and founder of The Happy Sleep Company. From catnaps to night wakes and regressions to teething, we cover all things baby sleep. With a passion for children's sleep, we're here to help tired families get healthy rest. Hi everyone, welcome back to the podcast. We are talking daylight saving time today, and I'm not even kidding, as a parent, the term daylight saving time, when I hear it, it still sends a little bit of a chill up and down my spine, even though my little girl is now nine years old and we are able to get through the time change with quite a bit of ease at this point. It wasn't always that way. And when she was an infant and then even a young toddler, before I was a sleep consultant when she was an infant especially, I was just terrified about the time change and I dreaded it for weeks, I think maybe even months in advance because before we were parents, as you all know, we loved this time change. The end of daylight saving time actually meant you got to sleep in a little bit longer because the clocks go back. But as soon as you become a parent, your child doesn't understand that they're supposed to sleep in that extra hour and all of a sudden you are just up really early. And on top of getting up at five o'clock in the morning when it's still really dark outside being really unpleasant, you also know you're in for a really weird day or maybe a couple of days or a week until your child's body clock adjusts and your child is kind of cranky and off because they've gotten up an hour early according to how their body feels. So it's just it's yucky. It is yucky as parents to deal with this daylight saving time change. Nonetheless, it happens. We have no control over that. It's going to happen. So what we want to talk about today is what can we do to prep? Is there anything we can do to prep? Is there anything we can do on the day of to manage that time change? And is there some stuff we could do following the time change to help our children get back on track? The good news, the answer to those questions is yes. There are things you can work on to try to prep or manage things the day of or the days following the time change to get your child's body clock back on track. Most of North America begins daylight saving time at 2 a.m. on the second Sunday in March and reverts to standard time on the first Sunday in November. So that's what's coming up, that big scary day, that first Sunday in November. What a lot of people will do is change their clocks the night before, the Saturday night before they go to bed, so the clocks are already changed when they wake up on the Sunday morning. So rule number one, don't do that. Don't change your clocks back the night before. And this is harder now with iPhones and smartphones where they just change for us. But don't look at your phone when you get up on the Sunday morning when the time has changed. Get a regular old school clock that you have not changed. And when you go to bed on Saturday night, leave it the way it is. And when your baby or toddler wakes up on Sunday morning and you look over, it will still look like the normal, the old time on the clock. And honestly, I just feel like that is better for parents' mental health to not wake up for the day and see like... 5.05 a.m. instead of 6.05 a.m. on the clock. It also helps because then 
we can just treat our child's day kind of like a normal day. Your baby didn't know they were supposed to sleep in until the clock said something past 6 a.m. We can't expect that of them, especially not on the day of the time change. It's just not what their body clock is used to. So my first piece of advice is that you don't go around and change your clocks back an hour until you have gotten up on the day of the time change, gotten your baby up, brewed yourself a really strong cup of coffee and just sat down and all chilled out together and then go around the house and change your clocks backwards. Then you're going to treat it like a normal day. We'll get more into that, but that's my first piece of advice. Just don't change the clocks until the day of, don't change them the, the night before. Because especially if you have an early morning waker already and your child already gets up around 5.15, 5.30 in the morning, we do not want that clock to say 4.15, 4.30 when you get up for the day on November 7th. 5.15, 5.30 is hard enough. Let's not make it even harder to look at that clock on that Sunday morning. So just get up, go around the house, brew your coffee, then sit down, start your day, change the clocks at that point. Let's talk about some different options that you can keep in mind with regards to your child's schedule and how to prep for the time change. I'm going to give you three main options and we'll talk about which ages they are best for. The first option is status quo. That means do nothing. Just don't change anything. This is a good option if your child is already waking around 6 30 7 o'clock every day and going to bed around 7 p.m and they've shown a good ability to just go with the flow and they're not a child who's particularly affected by small scheduling changes if you already have that in place the time change probably isn't going to affect your child very much anyway the day the clock changes it's going to read 6 a.m but it's really no different than the day before you'll stick to your usual schedule you'll put your child to bed when the clock says 7 p.m that night to your child's body, that will really seem like 8 p.m. that day. But for babies or toddlers who are not particularly sensitive to being overtired, that's a great strategy. And within a day or two at most, he'll probably be resettled into his normal schedule. Even if your baby's an early bird who often wakes up at six or earlier, maintaining status quo during daylight saving time will likely mean he falls back to the normal routine of waking at his usual time after a few days to a week. If that works for you, then I'd simply suggest going with this option and planning to wake up at 5 to 6 a.m. for a few days, and then baby's body clock is going to adjust and get back on track. I do know that that's not the case for everybody, and I have definitely heard those very difficult stories from families who tell me their baby never goes back to normal until the next time change or for months. But normally, I would say, on average, most children, even early morning wakers, go back to their usual schedule within a week or so. So even if your child was a 5.30 waker, and then on the day of the time change, they wake up at 4.30, it's, that's probably not going to be your norm for a very long time. And his body clock is going to adjust at least back to the new 5.30 a.m. within a few days to a week. So doing nothing is a pretty good option for a lot of families. Option two, though, is trying to shift the schedule in advance. All right, quick pause, because what is more important to talk about when it comes to sleep than what we actually sleep on? I want to tell you about my very favorite mattress brand, Obison. Whether we're talking mom and dad, kiddo, or baby, Obison is my go-to for comfort when it comes to your family's sleep surface. You wouldn't want your family to sleep on anything less than the very best, and that starts with the best materials in the world. Obison's mattresses are handcrafted in Canada, and their materials are organic, ethically sourced, and chemical-free. Babies' body temperatures tend to fluctuate while they sleep. Obison's mattresses are breathable and moisture-wicking to help regulate babies' temperature levels throughout the night. 
And Comfort knows no age, so Obison's organic 6-inch mattress for kids also features evolving support as your children grow and grow and grow. My own little girl sleeps on an Obison mattress, and it is a dream. And when it comes to custom sleep, Obison is all in. That's why in addition to mattresses, they also offer you five distinct pillows with unique designs and different fillings that serve every sleeping style and meet both your toddler's needs and your own as grown-ups. We want your kids sleeping great. Use code HAPPYSLEEP at checkout and receive a free wool moisture pad when you purchase a crib mattress. Head to obison.com and obison.ca and get great sleep started. Slowly changing your child's schedule over the course of a few days prior to the daylight saving change. On, say, Wednesday, before the weekend of the time change, put your child to bed 15 minutes later than normal in the hopes that he wakes up 15 minutes later in the morning. I cannot guarantee that this will happen because, of course, our internal clocks just don't always work that way, but it does work for some. You're also going to put your child down for his naps 15 minutes later than usual in those days leading up to the time change. Keep putting him to bed 15 minutes later each night until the night of the time change. And then the hope is that by the time daylight saving rolls around, you will have shifted the schedule by an hour. Then the clock is going to change and go backwards and you'll be back at your normal schedule. Unfortunately, this option can have a negative effect on children who become easily overtired. And that can lead to crankiness and early morning wake-ups, and night wakes, and short naps. So you need to keep that in mind, and this might be something you need to manage for a couple of weeks until your child's clock just adjusts. So I will say that doing the schedule shift in advance, I really only see it work best for children who are not napping anymore, so older children, like four or five years old, or sometimes children who are just having one nap in the day, so, you know, 16, 18-month-olds, and beyond. And the reason for that is they don't have very many variables left in their day. A child who is on two, three, four naps in a day, there are so many variables in their day because of all the naps that they have that schedule shifting in advance really doesn't make a lot of sense because no day ever looks exactly the same as the day before from a sleep perspective for a baby who is on multiple naps a day. So for those babies, I would say that just sticking with your status quo and dealing with that early morning wake up on the day of the time change is probably the best route to go. And shifting the schedule in advance, this option two that I'm suggesting is better for children who have fewer variables in their day, meaning they only have one nap or they don't have any naps anymore. Then you can think about shifting their bedtime a little bit later each night, a week or so in advance of the time change and get to that point where by the time the time change rolls around, you've already shifted their schedule forward an hour, so then when the clocks go back, they're back to normal. That can work better for children who have fewer naps in the day. The third option is to think about shifting the schedule after the time change. So stick to the regular schedule leading up to the time change. Once the day of the time change has passed, you could alter the schedule just as much as your child seems to be able to handle. So the first night, you might only get to a six o'clock bedtime, for example, and your little one will go to bed earlier than normal by the actual new time on the clock. And after a few days, he should settle into his normal schedule. Unfortunately, this option can be quite tough on those children who are already waking early in the morning. So a better option for children who are having kind of a more reasonable morning wake up time, like 6.30, 7 a.m., 
but it's something to keep in mind that you just don't stress about it in advance. You see how your child's doing on the day of the time change. You might just keep everything normal per the time on the clock, but you might shift their bedtime a little bit earlier. A child who normally goes to bed around 7 p.m. might need to go to bed more like 6 p.m. on the day of the time change because to their body it already feels quite late and they're ready to go to sleep and so they need to catch up a little bit. So as you can hear from all of this advice, there's a variety of things you can do to try to manage your child's sleep around daylight saving time. The very important thing to remember is this. With any change or bump in your child's normal sleep patterns, this too shall pass with time and lots of consistency on your part. I would say the takeaway from this episode is the answer to the question I get asked most about the daylight saving time change and how to manage it, which is, I get asked this question all the time, what would you do? What would you do with your infant Aaron? Normally, I would suggest that keeping the status quo is the best for most children. Some children are going to do well with schedule shifting, and some parents really want to work on that to try to manage things in advance or after the time change. But because so many of our followers and listeners have really little ones who are having four naps a day, who are having three naps a day, who are still even having two naps a day, it's just so tough to do that schedule shifting and expect it to make a huge difference. So the best thing to do for many families, especially with younger infants, children under those toddler years, is to just do nothing and manage things on the day of the time change. If you already have a time of morning that you set for your baby's first nap, or if you kind of say, no matter what our morning ever looks like, we never do a nap earlier than 8 a.m., for example. Then just don't do that nap before that time on that morning as well. Don't do a nap any earlier than the earliest you would ever do it on the day of the time change. So that's going to be really tough that morning. You are going to have to do a lot of distracting and move from activity to activity and entertain your little baby to distract them from the fact that they are about an hour overtired. Because if your baby normally wakes up at six and say you don't normally ever do a nap earlier than eight o'clock in the morning, this is just an example. Well, on the day of the time change, your baby's body clock is going to feel like they've been up an hour longer because six is going to become five. And now you're going to have to keep them up to that earliest nap time that you would ever do. So in this example, 8 a.m. So your baby's going to be an hour overtired and it's just inevitable. I have lots of magic tricks up my sleeve as a sleep consultant, but I can't do much about the time change and it's inevitable that at some point, no matter what strategy you choose, your baby or your young child is going to feel a bit cranky and overtired as a result of the time change, just like we adults do. So my best advice for most families, especially with young infants on multiple naps, is to just get up on that morning, treat it like a normal morning, get your child to a reasonable nap time, even if they're overtired, push them a little bit that extra hour to their sort of normal nap time and put them down then. And that is probably the best way to get your child back on track after the time change. It'll be a cranky morning. It might be a cranky day or a few days as your child adjusts, but schedule shifting is not usually super successful for those really young infants and just managing things on the day of the time change is usually best for those kiddos. But the other options can be great options. Like I said, for other children, 
for your individual baby who just doesn't seem sensitive to time changes or overtiredness, or your particular toddler who's only having one nap a day and you think it might work for him to shift his schedule in advance. Definitely good options to consider depending on your baby. Like everything else, babies are individuals and you know what is going to work best for your baby. So take all that advice in mind, apply it to your individual babe, decide what's going to work best for your family. But remember, it's a phase. It's a short period of time for most families. It might be a little bit of an extra cranky week, not just for your babe, but for the adults in the house too, because we're all a little thrown off by the time change. But we all get back on track and your baby will too. Good luck with the time change, everybody. Thanks for listening to Sleep Cues, the Everything Baby Sleep podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, leave a review, and share this episode with a mom or dad who might need some rest. Connect with us on Instagram at The Happy Sleep Company, and check out our website, thehappysleepcompany.com, for loads of blogs, sleep guides, and information about how we work with families one-on-one to get sleep on track.